Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another contact lost and stat check and uh, world team championships cooperation or collaboration, I guess, uh, that we call Creme de la Creme. This is a series that we have dedicated to the WTC and to the best of the best. So the top 10 teams from last year, uh, top teams, plus if time allows, we will bring in uh, the, um, what do you call them, United Nations teams, and perhaps also the newcomers, because there are some teams that are new to the event. So uh, that's the plan, but let's see how the plan uh, planets align. Um, and we want those teams to talk about the previous event, the this year's event, their preparation, their ambition, what they are, who they are bringing to the event, um, especially that it's an ex it's exciting time because it's the 10th edition, so new rules, everyone is starting sort of from the same starting blocks, so it's going to be extremely interesting to um, to find out how the teams prepare. With me, I have the new regular on the show, the um, full-time contact lost ornithologist, Dr. Nathaniel Henning of StatCheck fame. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I will remember this time to actually use my audio cues and say hi, instead of trying to use a video cue, because I'm too used to doing a mostly watched live on YouTube show and not a mostly listened to on podcast show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you for that. And that is correct. That is correct. We, uh, I checked the stats recently. We are uh, all over, um, what do you call it? Spotify and all over Apple podcasts and so on. YouTube, not as much as I would like. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, like, subscribe, hit the bell button and all the magical stuff that you can do to stay um, uh, you know, up to date with what we do. Um, and now on to our guest of honor, uh, the captain of the, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, the Oranje team, uh, or Team Netherlands, Rude Steinbackers, <laughs> if I'm pronouncing that right. Fucking <laughs> hell, that's the first guy who actually got it proper. Well what, done. the surname or the name of the team? <laughs> uh, both. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I cheated and I asked about your surname before, right? But the name of the no, team... No, 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 just, just cut this out. Just cut this out. Just You're the actual out. very first guy who did it properly, without any training or questions. Hello, yeah, the name, the name of the team is very popular in Poland because... Uh, uh, most oh, no, that's Russian. Oh, so... <laughs> most Polish, Polish people are uh, huge fans of uh, football, the proper football. Uh, so, yeah. so Holland has always been up there, and uh, there are many fans over here. I still remember the team from 1998 that played in the Euro Cup because I was—I'm a huge fan of the of the Dutch football team, for example. So, yeah. So the name is mentioned uh, in Polish media all the fucking time. Anyway, um, nice. In in a moment, we will talk. Uh, we will interview our guest. But if this is your first time to Creme de la Creme or first time to Contact Lost and you haven't seen the previous episode, please go and check them out because we have spoken to Team Poland, Team Canada, Team Australia, uh, Team Spain as well. Today we're doing Team Holland, and on Thursday probably Team, team England if everything goes fine and our schedules align. So that should be um, very interesting as well. But enough about us. Rude, let's talk about you. How happy are you to be here? <laughs> really happy. I'm uh, the second week of my three-week holiday. I'm in Italy at the moment. so uh, Amazing. It's horrible. I got a bottle of wine. It's 25 degrees outside. I'm chill as fuck, so it's all good. 
did you bring any minis with you? Do you have any any chance to play, or is it like a proper holidays without hobbying as well? Uh, it's a proper holiday with the wife. And when I uh, proposed to bring my new Leviathan box, she looked at me, and if I would have dared to bring at least one model, she would have killed me, I guess, and threw me off a mountain somewhere here. So she gave you the look, and they yes, had to stay at home. Yes, definitely um, the look. But I do have all the um, all the data sheets on the app, so I'm still texting at least two hours a day with all the boys and everybody is practicing and gaming and getting data and gaming and gaming and i'm sitting here like yep one more week and i can game it's it's fine it's fine <laughs> so you spent surprisingly a lot of time on the loo now <laughs> with the app <laughs> no i always did <laughs> yeah that's how we do it mm-hmm. um all right so uh you're on holidays now does that mean that you haven't played any games of 10th yet? Or have you already got something under your belt? No. Something under your belt, sorry. Some games oh. under your belt. <laughs> I hope I have something under my belt. No, um, the moment we had the leaks coming through, we started gaming with as many rules and things we had. Uh, we already did at least two training days with the team. Um, obviously, some of the stuff is... Uh, is broken and I was already happy when GW said like, hey, look, there's a day one FAQ this the week after the, the official launch. So that's really good. Um, no, I had a couple of tryout games with Dark Eldar, with Eldar, because that's obviously my factions. Uh, been flunking around with, uh, I mean, I've, except Necrons and Tau, I have every army nowadays. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's a fun hobby to to have it when you play Warhammer for 20 years. <laughs> but yeah. I think I did five games so far. And uh, the rest of the boys are just really pushing it out. So I'm really happy with them. All right. So out of those five games, uh, have you already been able to draw some constructive conclusions? Uh, you know, Do you know which factions you're bringing, if that's not a secret? Or is it too early to tell? Do your guys have more to say about that? Well, it's kind of a secret, but we are definitely bringing Death Guard and Sisters. <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, I mean, after, I after the last weekend, Death Guard placing second at the 30-man GT, no surprise at all. No, no, no. I mean, there's some really funky stuff in there, and people will be surprised because people don't think I'm actually, or people believe I'm actually taking a piss. But we found some really janky stuff in there, so I'm really happy if nothing gets FAQ'd and we will uh, spook some people. Like, I think a couple of editions with the start of it when somebody brought 10 homunculuses when Rule of Three wasn't a thing, and then everybody nuked the, nuked the demons' armies and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. All right. It. Okay. I and love this game? idea of secret tech in the two worst factions of the game. It makes me real yeah. excited to see what you guys come up with. No, but it's it's the best because sometimes when you actually found some really, really secret tech and people look at Death Guard, they're like, <laughs> okay, 20, 20 nil, this faction, and they go like, aha, activate trap cards. <laughs> but, you Please know, bring trap here. cards with you. Just bring trap cards so you're... Your person heading those two armies can just throw them at their opponent from across oh, the table. That, yeah, after after round one, it's like, so what was your score again? Trap card. <laughs> but you know, last year uh, I think it was Germany who brought Death Guard, even though Death Guard was not considered like you know top eight by any of the A teams. Mile, huh? Yeah, and their team no. performed quite well with that army. So no, yeah, I mean, Death Guard's 
Deathcard's mm-hmm. super good into Harlequins. They always be, they always have been, especially last edition or last year. Just throw them into Harlequins and they nuke them. Interesting. It's, yeah. While we're talking about tenth too, how what have you been having fun with tenth edition so far in your test games? Yeah, I'm um, I'm old enough or pl- played Warhammer long enough instead of all the rookies with their ninth and eighth edition stuff, and they go like, "Oh no, hell's bells! Everything goes to, to shambles." It's like, <laughs> no, guys, this is Games Workshop. The first take half year, take it easy. The first couple of months, it's gonna be full bar. It's fine, and the the fact that you see that they're already fixing stuff. I mean, I'm not worried. I'm having fun. Uh, there's some, obviously, some some silly stuff in there. I think it's easily fixed. <sighs> I mean, they're already fixing. What it was it? Towering Indirect and Eldar, Eldar. And Knights. And so that's fine. And then we all know that GSC is going to rule the world for at least a month or maybe three. Mm-hmm. And people will make counters on that. I mean, it's a fluid system. It's never going to be balanced. As long as you accept that, and especially with teams, and that's why I love teams, you can already counter it. I mean, at the moment you know that one army is going to be really good, you make two or three counters, you don't give a fuck, you just play on, and you just don't play. You don't play against the army, or you definitely play against the army, and you make a counter. I mean, and that's what I really love about the boys as well, what one of my guys said as well, like, I'm so happy nobody is cringy or acting like uh, like an old grandma, like, oh, the world's going in fire and apocalypse and this and this and this and all the podcasts are being super depressive. And I'm like, yeah, we're just having fun. We, we know how this game works. Enjoy. Take the best out of it. GW will fix it in the end. Let's push on. That's- yeah, I, I love the... Um- the article by by Innes from StatCheck, who before the 10th edition came out, he actually published a, a, an article that said, the beginning of 10th edition is going to suck. It always does. Yeah. Please enjoy yourselves, you know, nonetheless. And I guess that's spot on. That's, that's exactly what you are talking about. And that's exactly what we want from a game. Uh, Nathan, how many games have you played already? One. <laughs> <laughs> Was it this weekend or? It was. It was two days ago. I played. Well, I, I played Imperial Knights into Orcs. Because How was that? I have. A, I have a match. I have a tournament in Ottawa in at the end of July, and so I was like, "What can possibly be easy to learn and easy to transport across borders?" Knights is <laughs> knights or custodies. Um, actually, it was pretty interesting. I won on the last turn of the game. Wow. Um. You learn that Mazrog Skagbad is a real, oh, real bad yeah. character. He one rounded. He one rounded a lancer in combat. No. Um, and then he took on fight on death sixteen wounds off of Canis in combat when he fought wow. on death. So I'm like, orcs did a really good job. I won that game kind of on desperation on the last turn, mm-hmm. and because I probably had one armature too many based on the points costs in the Imperial Knights book. Like if I couldn't have afforded one more war, one more armager, I probably would have lost. Mosrock's mm-hmm. a beast. I oh, mean, yeah. if if you build a nice beast snagger list, it will crush knights so hard. It's so cool. Oh yeah, I was very surprised. He's like, so all this stuff has anti vehicle four up, and I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and it like the orc list still has volume, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited to see if people bring orcs 
for anti-night tech in WTC. That'll be great to see because my all of one game so far and I have my second game tomorrow. <laughs> it's very exciting times for me in 10th edition. Yeah, orcs are really cool. Yeah, they are. They are, but you need to use them properly. I, uh, I, I, I played at an RTT this last weekend as well. Uh, I, I happened to to win it, and I took custodies uh, with two Caladiuses, so I had some vehicles. Uh, my opponent, I think it was his first game of tenth edition, so he came not really knowing the rules really well and not really knowing his army really well because a lot has changed. So his uh, what do you call them? Beast Snaga boys or the 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 guys the with the boys. The, yeah, the, the the boys and squigs. Uh, they are not supposed to fight infantry. From what I saw, no. they are absolutely no, no. not supposed to fight in, infantry, and that's everything that they they have done in that game. So they they, they I kept them far away from my tanks, bogged down with some uh, custodian guards, custodian wardens, and they they never reached the tanks, and the tanks could just do everything they wanted and i think caladiuses are maybe underpriced a little bit for 215 points they do a lot of damage to vehicles yeah, but I, everything's underpriced right there's a, there's like a couple of things overpriced <coughs> demons um <laughs> and then the rest battle tanks but yeah demons <laughs> yeah lehman rose battle tanks as well but they just take 18 of indirect fire things and it's still but it makes me depressed to do that it makes me depressed, deep inside. Yeah, I mean, I don't have the carriages, but I do have still Manticore's Basilisks and Wyverns, like, loads. So I was like, oh, this looks fine. This looks fine. Everything's fine. I mean, if Space Marines can bring 30 Desolators, then why should anyone feel bad about bringing Manticore's and other indirect fire? Yeah. Come on. Des Desolators are dumb. Well, at yep. least for the points, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so... Rude. I got another question to you. The new edition means a lot of change, a lot of adjusting, and not a lot of time to actually do <laughs> no. all that. So, uh, is that a challenge for the team, and is that a challenge for you as a captain to keep everything in order to keep track of, you know, what GW releases, what WTC releases, so terrain here, mission pack here, rules here, FAQs here. Is that difficult to manage and is that difficult to keep up with for you and the team? Um, well, I think I was one of the first two days after WTC last year who wanted to do a vote if we're going to play ninth or 10th this year. And uh, we obviously got outvoted, so we we're going to play 10th. And the moment we knew it in September, I was like, cool, guys, prepare for hell because it's going to be one big roller coaster from here. Mm. Um, so from that point onwards, we tried as many weird stuff as we could. And we just told people like, cool, you got two weeks. Um, next week is a team training event. Try something new. Uh, grab whatever you can, grab a codex, learn it to bits, tell me what will it do, how will it do, uh, what will it do a good into it. So that's the same reason why we did uh, the, um, the Euro Trash Cup. Everybody except one person had a different army than they were playing before. Mm -hmm. um, Are you excited then to start hearing about some of the even more changes coming down the pipe, potentially this week with a new balance patch? I mean, 
I was really happy with it, and I was happy that they were so fast because everybody knew Great Nights Are Broken. Everybody knows Towering. Like ninth edition was, it was fine, you know. Towering big nights, you can see they cannot see you. I know we should never say this, but in real life, if you see a giant robot, the giant big robot couldn't see you behind a small wall, but you can see him, you know. Makes more sense. It's still yep. GW, so we know it doesn't work that way. But um, and that kind of jazz. So and that's one of the reasons why we're already. Everybody was on two factions. We cut out a couple, which we thought after you know a couple of games, like okay, this is really not going to work. This is either not our playstyle. This is not the armies we're familiar with. And so we cut down to 16 armies. So we cut down almost eight to 10 armies in the first two weeks. And the moment they said they were going to nerf Wraith Knights, uh, fun fact, I don't have any Wraith Knights. So the first Eldar list that I had were without Wraith Knights until people were like, oh, no, you should play Wraith Knights. I was like, oh, I don't want to. I hate Knights. So why should I play Wraith Knights, you know? Um, so from, from that on, everybody already knew for about like a bit, like a small year that it was going to be a roller coaster. So I already prepared everybody on it. Um, and we also have, I think only one new guy in the team. So, uh, I brought together with Justin last year, nine new faces to the WTC. And we did the best we ever did as Team NL. That sounds like an overhaul of the team, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's... (laughs) So the moment I was captain, when COVID hit, we had like a a solid team, as I thought. And then at a certain point, you know, the next year of COVID hit and the next year of COVID, um, that team didn't change that much, but we still or I still wanted to get a good score. We still wanted to give it the best we got. We didn't want to go there as a beer and pretzels team anymore. Um, we just wanted to get as best as we could. We screwed up a couple of times on pairings. And now we have two solid guys working on pairings since two years. And, you know, they're set. They know how it works. They do a bazillion hours of time into the pairing system and the mock pairings and all that jazz. So it's only good that we have a solid team. And yes, they were rookies for the first time in WTC. But if I look at everybody now, how um, motivated everybody is, uh, nobody, there's no ego. Um, it just works really well. So the fact that we're now going into this, already know it for about a year that everything's going to be a big roller coaster, and that we have to just on the foot. I mean, we feel good. Um, I already have a couple of guys that are telling me like, oh, we're going to win this, we're going to win this. I'm like, well, we don't have playtesters in the Netherlands yet, so maybe somebody else finds some weird chank before us. <laughs> but we are definitely aiming top seven. Just want to improve before last year. And I know this is going to be trickier, but next year when everything's settled and the dust is gone and we know the tricks, definitely we're, we're going for the big money. So... Yeah, there isn't probably a better year than this year with mm-hmm. the new edition. As I said, everyone starts sort of in the same place, uh, mm-hmm. at least time-wise. So, uh, as you said, some someone might have had early access or something like that. Um, but then, you know, 
no one can stretch time. No one will have more. So, yeah, it's 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 going to be very, very, very interesting to see. So you said that you've been playing the game, or yeah, you've been playing the game for for twenty years or something like that. Uh, yeah, is that is that something that all your team members could boast, or do you have some freshmen? And to build onto that question, you know, this uh, edition reintroduces cards. And edition not, like, but but it reintroduces cards and some some new concepts uh, to the game. So will the team and perhaps if there are people with less experience than twenty years, uh, will they find it easy to add to to adjust to accommodate or the, or the new rules or is that another challenge that you have to deal with? No, I think comparing to sixth and seventh edition, the cards are really well done. Um, it's not. It's not like, oh, good objective one out of your six objective. You mark, oh, that's nice. It's right there in the corner on my opponent's deployment zone. That's amazing. And then the second card, you go like, oh, take the same objective. You mark. <laughs> I remember um, that. Yeah, yeah. So out of my, oh, we're bringing like 12 guys of eight, obviously, our players, and then two backup players slash coaches. I think... Mm -hmm. Out of those boys, top of my head, I have one, two, maybe three guys that started in 8th edition. So I've got five guys that literally told me, like, Root, it's a new edition. Everybody knows it's going to be Fubar. It's fine. We have been playing this game for too long. Nice. Um, so I'm not, I'm not that worried. Uh, the fact that the cards are well done doesn't worry me either. I was slightly skeptic the first time I heard it on Warhammer Community. And I was like, oh, not again. I looked at the cards, played five games with the cards, and I'm literally like, hmm, this is really cool. Um, I, I don't feel screwed over at a certain point when you draw cards. I mean, there's maybe one or two, but we can manage. Um, and there's the still... Of being able to like flip out cards, too, for CP if you're playing tactical or... Yeah. If, you're you're, if you're playing fixed, then it doesn't matter, right? But you can... Yeah, and the option to have fixed is also amazing. Because, uh, <laughs> uh, fun fact though, we sent Justin in uh, Alpine Cup last minute. And that was his first tournament and his, I think, his first actual 10th edition game at the Invitationals, which he won. Nice. So wow, that was amazing. That was really funny. Well, he's one of the best players in, in Europe, I dare to say. He's definitely top two in the Netherlands. And uh, <laughs> okay. no, I, I, he told it on live stream as well. He was like, yeah, yeah, I think I played six turns of 10th before I went to Alpine Cup. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> two, two games of two turns where he tabled his opponent. And uh, then he did it. Yeah, and then he did a training shift against the guy to, to pick up models. So yeah. he just... Uh, he, he just misplayed one stratagem in the tournament and that's why he got third place instead of first or second maybe so yeah so i guess on taking like lessons because that's definitely a lesson to learn what other lessons do you take out of the last wtc into this wtc you talked a little bit about changing how you do pairings for this year but what yeah. other changes have you made to your team since then i think our biggest trap was the pairings, and we have been focusing heavily on it. Um, last year's, I kind of did the pairings, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the best one at it. 
Um, and then two people volunteered and go like, well, I find this very interesting. I said, well, that's amazing. Here's a seat. <laughs> Fix my stuff. I don't know shit about this. Um, it's, it's mostly table pick and the, the pairing system. The pairing system we got under control. We're also building more and more onto the table layouts. It's a bit challenging because obviously the table layouts came in last Friday or two weeks now because now, it's, I think, a week later. Um, and then also we thought about making counters into certain lists. However, we found that it's super funny, but if it only counters one certain list, you will never get it into that list because mostly it's an attacker into a defender and the defender goes like, ah, this counters me, bye, I'll mm -hmm. take the other one. Mm -hmm. So you either bring it throw it under the bus, and then you're definitely sure that the opponent will take the other list that may be a secret counter, or maybe also a really good counter, but at a 20-0 counter. Mm -hmm. And from there on out, it's... I think we did really well. I mean, we got eighth place for the first time since ever, and our best place was when I started in the WTC, and we got 16th. So it's it's a big rise, especially for us. Um, was that other... top your? I mean, was that you know within your appetite, let's say, or was that your sort of your ambition, or were you counting for more, but had to settle on eighth? No, no, no. Last year, our our goal was to get into the top third of the ranking. So we had twenty eight teams. So that mean like top nine, ish, mm -hmm. top ten. All right. Uh, we got that, so this year it's going to be top seven. So nice. we want to improve at least one spot. Um, I know it's going to be the most difficult one because everything's new. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, we've got seven veterans or at least seven people who at least went to a WTC before, so they know how the cookie crumbles. Um, and our new rookie already went to home nations did uh, euro trash cup uh, played against all the other guys and i think he defeated almost everyone as well that's why bell started wrinkling and i was like you know that guy he's actually pretty good because on team events and on singles he actually beats almost all of us maybe we should get him i guess this is a good point to ask who is on the team? Who is this wonder kid who's beaten all the other Netherlands team members? And who are these veterans who are supporting these new players as well? Who's yeah, the whiz so, kid? <laughs> uh, the whiz kid. Uh, he, he has one of the best Dutch names, so you're all screwed over. No. Um, <laughs> go on. Uh, go on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I'm the veteran with, I think, four WTC or two ETCs, one WTC underneath me. <laughs> then we have uh, Justin Janssen, the tallest guy of the team and the most annoying smiley bastard who will table you 20-0 and still offer you a beer with a big smile. <laughs> it's going to be his second WTC and, uh, and he did one ETC. <laughs> and then from there on out, we have um, Christopher Clayton, one of the, uh, the only reason why we actually speak English in the team, although we can speak Dutch apparently, we found out third day of WTC. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a dick. English people. English people. We have... Um, yeah, we have uh, Christian Domberg. Um, 
one of the newer guys. I think he started in eighth edition. He is the most happy person to get thrown under a bus, and he will still smile before, after, and during it. <clears throat> Give him a beer, and you will have a fun night. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Just saying. We have uh, the well-known Dick van der Hart, not van der Hurst, but van der Hart. <laughs> The one and only Necron idiot who now plays Chaos Knights, which is still big robots, but then a lot less. I mm -hmm. met him at the at the LGT, and uh, most memorable encounter of my life, I think. Uh, oh, I know what you're gonna say. We told him before the uh, the recording that we would like him to tone down on the vulgarisms a little bit, and then he just did whatever he could to sneak sneak in as many vulgarisms into the recording as possible, including his name. So, you know. I love it. Everything I about mean, it. That's amazing. I mean, one of the yeah, one of the best stories that Dick always has, or there's two. The first one is that when he did the um, GW event, the, um, the 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 guys who who announced the game mm -hmm. uh, didn't call him his name the opponent's pair and they didn't put his name on the actual uh, live stream mm -hmm. so nobody saw that it was dick it's just the dutch player and they, <laughs> the nobody dutch, actually that dutch guy over there the dutch guy yeah yeah <laughs> and the other one uh, that he always is fun about talking is that he says uh, my name is dick yes as in penis <laughs> <laughs> And he did exactly that at the LGP yeah. as well. So yeah, 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 yeah. So um, <laughs> that was a good start of an interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the one of the other fun facts as well. We have some amazing new team shirts, and then instead of we, we ordered them, and then when they came in, we found out that the names, the first names and the last names, were switched. So instead of having my name on my chest, like my first name was on the back. <laughs> and then after half an hour somebody said oh my god dick is gonna be so pissed because he has dick on his back the entire wg <laughs> i don't based on what it sounds like he's going to be quite happy he's oh, yeah, gonna yeah. be oh, real yeah. excited i mean if you ever heard him laugh you can hear him at like 20 kilometers away when he laughs and it only Make gets louder team. when he's drunk yeah yeah, yeah. it's mm -hmm. amazing um, so next on the on the line we have uh, Mr. Uh, Dino Pizzaco, uh, the mm -hmm. weird, weirdest, smallest Dutch guy that we are bringing. A, a um, pleasure to talk to and a pleasure to, um, I guess, meet at the table. Although I can oh, speak yeah. a lot about the latter. I can. Speak, if he's winning, sure. I can speak yeah. fairly a lot about the the, the <laughs> former, and yeah, he's such a pleasure to talk to. Oh my god! Yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah. Dino is funny. Dino is also the guy we always like to take a piss at because he's the first guy who always takes a bite. <laughs> <clears throat> he will probably, when he listens to this, he will send me 12 texts being angry about it, and that's what makes it the best as well. Um, Dino is one of. Yeah, hi, Dino. <laughs> I still love you long time. I'll, no, I'll let him know in the Discord. I'll just poke oh, him. Yeah, like, just, oh, just tag watch. him. I'll, I'm going to tag him in the link that, it, yeah. uh, that I share later. <laughs> yeah, Everybody loves him and everybody loves to diss him as well. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the biggest one. Now, Dino is one of the, the two pairing uh, geniuses that we have. And then next we will have uh, Florian Den Uyl. Uh, most pro people will probably say Florian Den Oil, blah, 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 something. It's, I just uh, said Oshol a lot when I see his name, so it's okay. 
Oh yeah, that makes oh that makes sense about his nickname as well because his nickname is Shalallah as well <laughs> on Discord. Yeah. Now he's my uh, he's my vice captain. He's uh, definitely when I'm on holiday, he's busting everybody's balls to actually get games in next to Dino, so we have all the data. In. Then uh, Justy, we did, and then we have here he comes, Jan Koen van der Lee. God damn try, it. Try to, try to pronounce that one, guys. Young I don't see a problem. Ooh. I see a lot of problems. Nathan. All of them are about me not wanting to do that. Come on. Come <laughs> oh, on. Man. It's because I, I thought it's really, I thought the first time that I heard his name, it was Yellum, but it's not that. I was like, oh no. I'll make it easy. Most people call him Yese or JC. JC or YC is easier. Yes, that's much easier. easier right? Won't lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, he's. I won't, um, he's I won't hide. I'm. 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 I'm making phonetic notes right now because at the WTC we will be doing the studio where we'll be, well, maybe not commentating live, but definitely mentioning players' names. Mm. And I don't. I, I imagine you know there's going to be a lot of butchering if we don't do this right now. <laughs> yes, uh, we actually should. Now that I'm thinking about it, just ask people to send us them either saying their names. Or phonetically spelled. Yeah, like send us audio files. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of really fun versions of our names, right? I mean, Dick is funny, and then we have EA Dino is funny, and then I'm always the rude guy, so mm -hmm. I can take a piss at everybody anyway. Um, yeah, and then we have a couple of obvious coaches. Uh, definitely to mention, we have our head coach, Tom Rocks, either or Sensei. He is our super autistic superhero which get all of the rules and all of the stuff in proper and then we have uh, I think maybe we're the first but I'm not sure we have one of the first head chefs in the WTC team so we brought a gentleman that loves to cook and gets all of our drinks and food in the entire weekend wow um, yeah okay. yeah it's, that's it's unseen amazing. or unheard of I guess well he loves to cook um, he does some amazing cooking as well and he's uh, He's a funny guy. He does all the work, and he's really into his role. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. What? Oh, my wife said he's the best. <laughs> that makes wow, it. That's, 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 your recommendation. that's like the highest review somebody can get on a team for a spouse to jump in better, and lie. Yeah. Better, better than a Michelin star. It's, yeah. you know. Captain's wife loves you. Captain is debating now. Hmm. <laughs> should we, should we bring a chef's hat for him then? Is that what I'm hearing? Is I should like pack a chef's hat in a bag? Oh, that would be funny. Mittens. No, we we are actually uh, we got him in last minute, so we need to order some new shirts. So I'm probably gonna get head chef underneath his name as well, just That's to make awesome. some fun. Um, and then we have uh, Rob Gosens, one of the backup players and uh, coaches. That's about it. We might get a, a, another guy in, but I'm waiting for approval before I will announce anything. But it's more as to have at least three coaches. And then, then it will provide all foods and drinks and hopefully book all the tables for restaurants or cook or whatever. And gets uh, the juju in. So it's it's 12 guys. From Team NL coming uh, to Belgium because it's definitely at least 
60 minutes driving to Mechelen for us. So it's a horrible journey for us. Terrible. I mean, yeah. it is terrible. Some people need to take airplanes, trains, everything. And we have to drive a full 60 minutes to get to the, to the actual event. It's horrible. That's crazy. So, so I guess the follow-up question that people are really interested in is, how do you select the members of the Netherlands team? Yeah, it's been um, it's been fluent as of now. Um, back in the days, we started with uh, with we we were able to use the charter of Team Scotland, of which I still have to say thanks to not to Innes because he sucks, but to Aiden because he was captain back in the days. Uh, but it's more the fact. We started with a document and then every year we changed it. So after the event, we go like, cool, what has to change, yada, yada, yada. And I think we started with team captain. No, we, we started with a top three. So we had a Dutch ranking. Top three picks the rest of the team or picks the fourth. And then the fourth, you choose the five, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then this year we flipped it all. And instead of having a ranking system, because we saw that having the ranking system is a lot of work and time that i didn't had or want to spend in a system where i knew like cool it's like maybe 200 people in the netherlands who play 40k competitively and then maybe 30 will actually have a chance to get on the team because of uh, experience or putting in the effort or putting in the time or all of the above so we chose to get tom our head coach to choose the first person and then specifically to not choose the captain. So the captain is always excluded from the number one seat um, for multiple reasons. I don't think because you're captain, you should be in the team. Um, I think you should be in the team because you're a good player and not because you fix everything. You should be in the team. Yada, yada. So um, Tom chose Justin for obvious reasons. And then they chose they chose me because I actually can play Warhammer apparently, according to some people. <laughs> and then we we continue choosing people. Um, so Tom, me, and Justin chose I think Florian or Chris Clayton. Both are good players, and also choosing the players not only because they're super good but also because they either fit in the team or they understand how a team game works. And so I think one of the Aussie guys said, you don't want a team of champions, but you want to have a champion team. Something that's something I really, really Makes enjoyed. Sense. Yeah. And maybe we have some better Dutch players, but I'm pretty sure that those Dutch players won't match in the team that we have at the moment. So, yeah. From there on out, we just picked everybody. And funnily enough, normally since COVID, we actually wanted to choose the team in like a night. So the first time we had our top three scoring, we got together, called the fourth person or chose a fourth person, got the fourth person in, added him to the chat. We call the fifth person, like, cool. We want to ask you for the team, yada, yada, yada. And instead of having it done within a day or a week, we did it, uh, I think we started in October and we finished in Mar in February because the ETC was in February. So 
we st- we we chose people in a in a way longer period to make it also more interesting and um, to get people like JC in because he was not on our radar. And then at a certain point we had a like a team event or um, he signed up as a prospect and he started gaming and then he beat the first guy and we we're like yeah that's fine that's funny and then he beat him again I was like mm, okay. And then he beat somebody else, and I was triggered, like, huh, so who is this guy? Can I have a practice game against him? And he brought that watch of all armies, and you're like, what the fuck, that watch, it sucks. So I was bringing my Quins on a random Tuesday or something, and I was just fooling around, and he beat me, like, 11-9. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. That's some that's some really nice tricks you show there, good sir. That's some really nice good things. Um <laughs> And then, yeah, as time gone by, at a certain point, we were like, huh, so, JC, what are you doing uh, <clears throat> the 7th till the 14th of August? And he's like, nothing. He said, do you mind joining us to Mechelen by any chance to join the WTC team? <laughs> he's like, oh, really? Uh, w- what does it mean? I was like, well, here's a Google Doc, read it, have fun, and then tell me tonight if you want to join. I love it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's you know, we're a small country. We're a small community. Uh, there's a lot of people who have a fighting chance to get on the team, especially next year, because we want to work it out more and more and more. I mean, Poland has a big, like, selection team, or you guys appoint one of the, the scouts or three scouts in the entire country, all results around WTC. And I definitely stole some ideas of you, obviously, <laughs> because you can better steal a good idea than make up a shit one. Um, but right, do yeah, you, do you think that works, right? Yep. Yeah. So every year I'm trying to, to get more and more people involved and, and try to tickle everybody. And, you know, we, also, we always want to have a team with good players who have a good attitude and don't moan all day or play gotcha moments or all that jazz. And the moment I, I find out about somebody, it's like, hmm. So tell me, why did you do this and this? And this? Oh, I didn't do that. I was literally standing at your table and you pulled the gotcha. Why did you pull the gotcha? Or we, you played with intent with this person because I was playing next to your table and I all of a sudden heard that you were pulling this and this and this and you're saying he didn't tell you. Where the people on your left and at least me on the right heard that you actually talked about it and you said, yes, yes, I agree, I accept. So the fuck is going on with you? Um, and it's always nice if you can filter it. And, you know, obviously you don't want to work on hearsay of other people, but as long as you have a small community, you can be honest to everybody and you have a, have a good vibe. I mean, especially the last three years, so you've been growing really well and it's been showing because, you know, we got seven. Yeah, it's it's it, it seems like it's one of those team building fundamentals, and, and it seems that you have it nailed down. So, as a as a captain to the team, uh, do you have any? And I find it interesting just because you know also like work wise because I'm, I'm I manage a, a team in a company, and I always find this interesting to hear how people do this. How do you? 
manage the team at the event? How do you manage the team's motivation? How do you, especially, you know, when, um, like, maybe you didn't score what you were hoping to score? I'm not even talking about a loss, but, like, you were hoping to maybe have a higher win than what it was, etc. How do you, there are eight people on the team, so you have to, you have seven people that you need to look after, seven people that you have to make sure that they are psychologically doing well throughout the whole event. Uh, they could be already worn out or worn down um, b because some of them probably played in the um, Warmaster event, I think it's called, so the, so the singles. Uh, how do you handle all that and, and do you have any techniques or, 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 or tricks that you apply to manage the team properly? Or am I going too deep into this? <laughs> no, 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 it's all good, it's all good. Um, I think it's a big combination of ifs and buts. I mean, the fact that I'm already training people to know that they have to switch stuff or um, we have a lot of training days where we literally walk past the table and before we start the training day, we go like, cool. So today we have the captain and vice captain walking around. And at a certain point, when you have an important role, you call us. Like a, a three inch charge or a 12 inch charge, or I need to make uh, four saves on this special character or whatever. Or we just walk past and we hear dice rolling and they go like, you fill them all. Or you make this save or whatever. And just, just to tickle the brain and to see how they react and just to, either to piss them off because I know a couple of guys who I can really trigger super well by just saying, you have four two-up saves. And he, this model has four wounds, right? Yeah, yeah. He fills them all. He's dead. And you go like, the fuck? What should I do now? It's like, well, that's your problem, isn't it? I want 12 points. GG, bro. Seriously? Do you, do you actually do that? Yeah. No, no. I literally... Wow. We, we have a couple of, of training days where I literally walk around with the biggest smile on my ugly face and I go like, so you shot this 200 shots Terminator unit in whatever count unit you got there? And it's like, oh, cool. How many guys you need to hold this objective? One. Cool. One's alive. And you're like, yeah, but statistically, I don't care. <laughs> and just give it. me four, And they give me 14 points. And they go like, yeah, but now it's like a 24-point swing. I don't care. Get me the points. Just wow. to, to, to get to get the reaction and to, to stimulate people like, okay, you always break under pressure. Or um, to see if, cool, uh, Billy, you're going under the bus. I want two points. Yeah, but I get it. I get a zero. I don't care. I want two points. It's... It's Eldar against Knights, and you uh, you go second. I won two points. I honestly didn't expect that answer. I, I thought you were fucking with there me you when go. you said that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm that's... serious. Yeah, we did. I'm kind of cool. in love with this pressure cooker approach. Yeah. 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 You can see who's going to tilt. Who's going to tilt yeah. when something goes wrong? Who's going who's gonna to crack a little bit? And who can actually get you points in desperate situations i like that pressure cooker approach that's pretty yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm impressed it's it's also literally um so this is a, a small slideshow but we have one of our old wc wtc guys nicholas from last year and he does all the tts work i mm -hmm. uh i'm fucking i'm an idiot with computers 
he loves TTS, so I'll just give him all the credits to that one. And then at a certain point, he came up with an idea like, cool, I have this point system. So we have a TTS scrim against country X. If you sign up, you get two points. If you get selected, you get uh, two points. If you don't get selected, you get two points. If you get within your designated score of like a two-point swing, so if you say you're getting an 11 and you're getting either a 9 or a 13, you get five points. If you fill that score, you get minus five points. And then the, regarding on the points, you get selected for the team as well. And at first I thought it was really interesting. And then I started thinking, I was like, this is really cool. And then at a third point, I was like, or somebody told me like, oh, it's, it's really uh, discriminating or uh, why can I never get in the team? And I said, well, here's some hard numbers. You did this, you did not do this, you did this, you did not do this, and you fucked up on this. So that's the reason why you're not in. And that's for the last three scrims. And people were like, yeah, but I'm really good. Well, apparently you're not because you didn't get the scores you <laughs> said or um, the moment you tell me that you're always there and I see on your sheet that you failed to meet five meetings or whatever. Um, it's you got to tell them how really, it is. Yeah, it's a really nice black and white system. And I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff because if people tell me like they're the best player in the world and they suck at everything that I want them to do, what the fuck you doing here? You know? Um you see now I sidetracked and I forgot the question. Uh, oh, no, question that, was, was, that was good all the way. That through. was very good. You know, the question was sort of like do you, are there any psychological tricks or anything that you employ to, you know, keep the oh, team yeah, motivated, etc. But but that was still more than I no, expected no, out of that no, question. I, I can I can still expand on it a bit. I mean the moment you're at the WTC, what we did, uh, funny enough. Um, every round we got together, we had lunch, we had a drink or whatever. And the moment I knew like, cool, this guy went three times zero or three losses or whatever. Um, best example is Christian, Christian Domberg. He is the happiest person to get thrown under a bus. And he is one of the biggest team players because it doesn't matter if he gets zero points or 20 points, obviously better when he has 20, but, um, yeah. You heard what my missus said? He's the best. I mean, he's one of the, the I'm best. Just, I'm sorry, I'm just, I just need to make sure your wife can say more in English than just the best, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my wife can actually speak more English than only the best. Yes, Joking. <laughs> I'm just enjoying no, it coming out like the voice of God in the background. Yeah, yeah very the much boy. so. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, Domi is... Um, I mean, his nickname is Dummy, so it's actually funny as well. No, you, you can throw him underneath the bus, and then after the second game, you're like, are you okay? I mean, you had two big losses. The rest of the team won the round. He said, whatever's good for the team. And it doesn't matter what he needs to do. He said, whatever's good for the team. And I said, oh, cool, you're going to suck everybody's dick. Whatever's good for the team. That's literally what, he's, what his answer is on everything. So that's really nice. Um. But there are some players, I mean, we had the ETC where I had one guy, oh no, the ITC where I had one person, <clears throat> we won't speak his name, <clears throat> Dino. Uh, he lost two rounds with Iron Hands against Custodes where he was like, no, I'm going to beat them, I'm going to shoot them, I'm going to get 20 and get 20 and then he failed or the guy rolled too many four-ups or whatever. And I spoke to him like, Dino, it's a five-man team event, it's all the big Kansas City shuffle. 
it's fine if you lose. We're here to test stuff for the WTC. And the first time he looked at me, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I want to go home. It's like, you don't have a driver's license. We only fly on Monday. There's no point. Play more, four more games. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. Second round, he lost again. Said the same thing. And you go like, cool. Shit happens, bro. It's dice. I mean, you can be as smart as you want. And there are many ways to ensure that you will still win regarding dice. But sometimes it's in the cards or you just suck at playing Iron Hands. I mean, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's, it's having chats. It's preparing the guys up front. I mean, before uh, we were the WTC, I already also had training days or training events where I go like, cool. Today, I assign five people to be normal Dutch people. And then I assign five people to either be really obnoxious, super raw, we will not name any countries, but you will just play the shittiest Warhammer you will ever see. Oh, you moved the model? You cannot move the model again. Oh, you forgot to do it? No, no, it's it's too late. And just prepare people on it. Fortunately, with the WTC and Tom and Neil and Ishik busting their balls to get the don't be a dick rule, um, that's hardly appropriate nowadays. So it's it's super nice to see that doesn't matter who you're playing. Everybody's like, cool, we play with intent. We do this, we do this. This is what's going to happen. Ah, oh, shit, I forgot to do it. It's fine, man. Roll your dice. Oh, I have a thousand sun army and I forgot the psychic phase. Dude, oh, everybody knows you're going to do a psychic phase. Chill out. It's it's plastic soldiers. We're all guys. We all want to either win, but in a good way. And then we all want to get pissed and have fun. We take a piss at people. I mean, it's fine. I'm not taking a piss at people now. <laughs> oh yeah, me what too. is the team? What is the team that you want to beat the most? Who is the Netherlands rival team? It can be so, England. Everybody so far says England, really. No, no, no. It's I don't give a fuck about England. There's there's gonna be a day where we will screw over England because the I don't last, know what's better. The the last <laughs> three events that we were facing England, I mean home nations we got them scared and then some people made a boo-boo the wtc we messed up on the pairings in the last four games and especially on the tables and then before that we went to allies of convenience and we didn't drew them on one point or two points or something so we're, we're getting them uh slightly shaking every every now and then but mm -hmm. there's a there's an old rule before i was in the wtc and there's one team we always have to get higher on that's team belgium oh boy yeah, the, the local rival it's, it's not rivalry. that hard to be honest i mean there's only one good guy in, in belgium and he's french anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> um, shots fired yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. i mean we're all, we all know liam is the best player of belgium and he's french so it's fine Oh, I don't speak Belgium. No, it's fine. No, he's he's, he's a cute guy. Um, it's it's probably Belgium, and, uh, and next to that, I'm pretty sure half the team really wants to beat Germany ah, for obvious go. reasons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no surprises there. That's why I was so happy when Justin uh, beat three Germans at the Invitational. <laughs> made so many shit jokes about that one. So, do you? uh why when you, you prepare for the event uh 
do you monitor what other countries do, what other countries' representatives do, what they Germany play? Then? No, I mean, uh, no, no, no. I mean, Any like country. right now, right now, do you monitor, investigate, or let's call it by its real name, do you spy on other teams to find out what they do, who they're taking? I mean, you know, which players they are taking. You won't probably find out which armies, although you can probably work that out yourself, more or less. So, do you, does Team Holland do any spying on other teams? Not really. Mm. I mean, uh, we're, yeah, I too, you, you have we're so many too small events. as of yet. Yeah, we, we're already working on so many events, and I believe that as far as I have eight guys who know their army in and out, and they can tell me literally onto one or two points difference. They go like, Rude, if I face this army, I can get an eight. And if I face this army, I will get a 12. Um, plus, it's such a waste of time. I'd rather have people working on their list and working on themselves and go like, oh, I heard that Billy said, that Ginny said, that Birdie said, that England is bringing Death Guard because they have secret tech on us. We already know Death Guard's trick, so I don't care. But it's, yeah, you know. I mean, I don't mind shambling some weird armies around and having fun and shits and giggles. And when other captains text me like, oh, why are you not bringing this? I mean, last year we weren't bringing sisters until the last day. And everybody was telling me like, you're crazy, you're crazy. I was like, no, I don't think I'm that good. And everybody burst their brains about it. And they kept calling me names for being an idiot. And I was like, well, maybe they're not good. And then we brought them anyway, but I mean, you have to take a piss somewhere, right? Yeah. Yep. You got to take but, some risks somewhere. You might as yeah. well be there. Yeah, and That's just have fun and take shits and giggles. And nobody takes a series anyway, because we're a small country. You can't play Warhammer, so it's fine. So you keep saying that, but then again, uh, when, I mean, you know, when I invited you for the interview, I realized that out of all the teams that I have already spoken with, including Australia, which is like on the other side of the world, your team is probably the one that I know the least about. And the things that That's I do magic. know... Yeah, but the things that I do know is that you organize a lot of team events and you organize, in general, a lot of events. You mm -hmm. invite celebrities from other countries, which is very intriguing because like, I, I hear all the time... That yeah, like I hear that I don't know, Manny Chima is traveling to 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 Holland to play oh, some yeah. random team event out mm -hmm. of the blue. So is Holland story, yeah. so is, is Holland like the ambassador of Europe right now when it comes to 40k? That's that's a really nice title if we get it. Um <laughs> I'm giving it to you right now. <laughs> we're gonna perfect. put it on Thank your you we're gonna put it on your player card. Exactly. The ambassadors it. of Europe. I'll I'll accept. Um, no, so one of the fun reasons um, why Manny is coming to some random Dutch team event is uh, because Justin and me went to Gibraltar a couple of years ago and we've been going there for a couple of years afterwards. And then Justin and Manny had a, a bromance. They ate all the desserts in a restaurant together and then that was love at first sight. So from that point onwards, we have a team event where it's like a battle of the clubs of the Netherlands, kind of. And then Justin was like, cool, I want to win this. 
uh, Root, you need to be in my team. I will call Manny and we will call one of the old guys from the old team and we will crush everybody. I was like, uh, yeah, sure. So Manny keeps coming to that event, just uh, crush souls. And the entire team event's already settled before we start because he goes, oh, yeah, cool. It's Justin Root and Matt. Yeah, never mind. So who's going to fight for second and third place now? Because everybody knows that we're going to get first. Yeah. <clears throat> which makes it a bit boring, but it's still funny. Uh, the other one is the ETC or the Euro Trash Cup, where I want to promote where the BTC or the Belgian Team Championships had to stop a couple of years ago. I just want to keep the team events going. And that's the same reason why I told Piotr and um, Patrick when they were here or at the IT, ITT, mm-hmm. like, why don't you start with a team event in Poland? Because... A, it gets you a lot of money in for the team. And B, it's a lot of fun because nobody dares to host eight man events. I mean, we do it. The BTC did it. Now Poland is doing their secret team event for a couple so of national teams. That's where they got the idea from. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, it, it, it's literally like I told them, like, the reason why I'm hosting a lot of events is to get money in for the team. Mm. Uh, we have a really nice location. The uh, The prize money is supported by the uh, a local gaming store. If I'm allowed to call it a will. Yes, no? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tab- Tabletop Kingdom in the Netherlands, one of the, uh, the finest sponsors of uh, Warhammer in the Netherlands. Um, so I'm almost hosting a monthly event, either two RTTs or one GT. I mean, we're a small country, so it's max 32 people. Um, but we're also doing a national league, so we have golden tickets for a national champion. We did the golden tickets as well. And then next year, I'm already triggered almost all the Dutchies when I said, well, there are so many Warhammer clubs. Why don't we just do a, a battle of the of the clubs next year? Because there's at least 12 clubs, and we get six people in. That's 72 players. I can fit them. It's a team event. If I'm only going to do team events next year, it's a lot of less hassle for me because I only have to text 12 people. The money comes in easier because I don't have to text 60 people, but only 12. Um, and all the WTC and all the Dutch people are like, oh, team events, it's fun, it's cool. We we found this secret tech. And you go like, huh, so where you got it from? Well, if you do this and this and this, then I can steal all the ideas for our team next year. Ah, oh, surprise. I like it. Yeah. So it's it's beneficial for everybody. Everybody likes team events. Team events are growing. Team events are easier to host. They bring more revenue in. The revenue is better for the team, so we can actually get people in. They go like, well, I don't have the money for an army, or I don't have money for the hotel. Or we can just tell them, like, cool, we have a budget. It's X amount of money. The armies we can easily get together because, you know, I almost have everything already. So when they go like, oh, I need Chaos Knights, here's Chaos Knights, or whatever. Um, and if they don't have money for an hotel or for team shirts or for dice or for objective mats or whatever funky stuff we're going to come up next year, we go like, everybody gets at least 30 dice from us, objective mats, three t-shirts. We are trying to finance the hotel as well. But if somebody comes up and he goes like, well, Root, I'm the new Nick Nadavadi, but I don't have any money. It's like, okay, here's your hotel. Come with us. Fuck shit up. Let's go. I, I love that. That's definitely the way to grow like an internal scene 
Yeah. And like really promote people to play both the format that you want, but also to build up a solid player base for your team, right? Yeah. That's that's the idea of team. And again, something something not many people talk about because you know you don't normally touch on the financial aspect of it, but uh, it is a serious topic and something that needs to be taken into consideration. So it's yeah, cool to find and, out. And for us, it's you know what I said. It's easy for us. It's an hour drive. So travel. We have three guys with a, with a company car, so that's fixed. So we only have to pay for the hotel. But if you're coming from Australia or from America, it's at least a couple of thousand bucks in. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you and if you don't have a sponsor or if you don't have tournaments that will get you revenue, I mean, if you're in America and you get every tournament organizer to put one dollar on every ticket, glo- or nationally, and you and they will send you all the money, you go like, cool. We have eight guys, ten guys, whatever. We have thousand tournaments all year, and everybody spends a buck on every player, and all the players will pay it anyway because America. You got all the money. You think? You'd yeah, think. you think, but that's that's the same <laughs> same story. What I have, I mean, it, same with Neil talked about that in Sweden. If you put one euro or whatever kronen you have in Sweden, if you put it one buck on every ticket, and you send that buck to the national team or to the representative of that country, you have finance for, for at least. X amount to get either the ticket or the hotel or the travel expenses or, or whatever. Any it's of so those easy. Is, is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super easy. People, people definitely need to explore some more routes. We have sponsors and a lot of teams have sponsors for their teams at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that Canada has a sponsor from a company in Canada. Uh, and I know a couple others have explored private. Man, but it's true if you just added a dollar onto some even one circuit in the United States, like a dollar per ticket, do 50 cents. Pay. Nobody cares. Yeah. Oh, you'd think people don't care, but people sometimes do. Sometimes just, people, people in this hobby can be pretty tight fisted in really weird ways. Mm-hmm, and know. one of those ways is event tickets. <laughs> yeah, but as long as you don't tell them and you go, like, cool, the ticket's only 26, 25 bucks, and now it's 26. Why? Yeah, because reasons. They go like, "Oh, cool, I want to go." Don't mm. don't cost, tell them. Just the cost the one of running the, the event team. has gone up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the rent gone sense. up. The electricity gone up. The I don't give a red says what's gone up. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's a good good place to shout out to anyone who is listening, who is like running a store or in any other position to help your national team in any way. Why not now? I mean. You know, for next year, your team would definitely appreciate it. So if you have any idea how we can help your teams or uh, sorry, team or how you can, you know, help collect money or, or just provide anything else for the team, I'm sure that it would be very welcome. The team, team would be very thankful. Team Poland is doing that as well. They have a, a sponsor from a shop, but the sponsor provides, you know, T-shirts and uh, gadgets and so on and so on. Uh, plus... Uh, I think I mentioned this on, on another podcast. There's like an affiliation link in all of their videos that if you click on that link and make some purchases, a percentile of what, what, what you're paying goes towards the national team. It's still like a drop in the sea of, of needs that they have, but still always welcome. So, hey man, yeah. If you, if you just start to go funny. I mean, look at how fast the stolen camera equipment from Germany last year got refunded. 
Germany got their camera and all their, their, their movie footage and everything got stolen. 2,500 bucks in a week, 3K, worldwide, yeah. boom, done. Yeah. Yeah. Germans buy the, sorry, ban the Eldar from tournaments. So there's no, <laughs> there's no wonder there. Yeah. <laughs> Support. But yeah, if you're, if you're a store owner or somebody like watching this and you want to figure out how to get in touch with your team too, just. You can reach yeah. out, and we can find a way to hook you up with your team's cash. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If yeah. you don't don't know how to do it, reach out to us, and we will help you. Because yeah, and that, that's what I did with with uh, Tabletop Kingdom as well. I said, look, I really want to have you guys a sponsor. I will put your logo on whatever you want, the objective mats, t-shirts, whatever. Um, what do you want in return? And he said, well, I want some training events, or I want to have some blogs, or whatever. Yeah, so wow. I wanted to ask you about that because, uh, again, in Poland, this is not yet that well developed. I mean, like getting sponsorships for players or teams. I know mm -hmm. in America, it's it's very commonplace. And uh, I guess in Canada, well, okay, com fairly commonplace. Like if you look at the YouTube channels that are uh, mo the biggest export products of, uh, you know, American 40K, yeah. then there are sponsors all over the place. So uh, I, I understand that it's fairly similar in, in, in the Netherlands. Do sponsors come with expectations? So, like, if someone sponsors someone, let's say, you know, I, I, I you, you cannot speak for, I don't know, I, Art of War, but you can speak for yourselves. If yeah. a sponsor comes to you and gives you money, gear, what have you, do they also expect you to place high, for example? And then is, is there a threat that if you don't, you will lose that sponsor? Or it does not work like that in 40k? Uh, well, it doesn't work that way yet in the Netherlands. Um, mm -hmm. To be fair, I, I flipped the coin. I am a account manager for a alcohol company in the Netherlands or a distributor, so I know a little bit about sales and trading and marketing budgets, etc. So when I started the team and I was thinking about, cool, how do we get finance? Why don't I just walk up to a couple of companies that I know that sell Warhammer, which are not like a GW store and tell them like, I would like to have a sponsorship with your company. What can you get us and what do you want in return? Cause you know, my dad's an entrepreneur. He has his own company. I know that something has to give. So the moment you go like, cool, I really want you as a sponsor. What can you get us? And he goes like, well, maybe 10, 20% off on Warhammer. It's like, really solid but can you get us more or can we put targets on it so like if you give us uh, four training days or if you come to my store and you learn rookies how to play 10th edition or 9th edition or whatever you want to call it i uh, will get you a free army worth 500 bucks or if you write me four blocks and two training days and you show up and we can get our logo on the shirts and the objective mats and maybe on the dice well dice is tricky obviously but whatever floats your boat we can do x amount so i just made an easy piece of paper like cool this is what we would like from you or this is what you can offer us and this mm -hmm. is what we can offer to you for example uh i think tabletop kingdom gives us 20 percent discount on Technically everything in the store, but mostly Warhammer 40k because we're obviously the Dutch 40k team. Mm -hmm. um, and then he wants his logo on the objective mats, and he wants two blogs and two training days. 
and it doesn't yeah it doesn't matter who yeah it doesn't matter who gives it or whatever and i'm already thinking at school if you want to order shirts if you order it through you you can get your taxes back on this order so that's beneficial for you it's all the small things you know um and then hopefully within maybe one or two years he might have a location where we can actually do games so the rent will instead of a low price will be zero obviously um and from that point onwards we can make more profit because if i sell out i think the calculation was if i sell out an rtt of 32 people i get about 500 bucks that goes to the team if i do with gt it's a thousand bucks for two days and then if you do like a major of 64 people i technically can get 2k for the team so that's almost all the t-shirts or the objective match the dice and a couple of t-shirts or we can buy the hotel with that one or whatever that's fascinating i mean i honestly hope that our listeners find it as fascinating as i do but it's like <laughs> you know we, we people never touch upon this stuff. I, I said this already but I, I i i want to stress it that it's yeah. uh, i appreciate the openness um, no, but this because, is lit- yeah, this is literally what I told Piotr and Patrick as well. It's like the moment you hosted a team event in Poland. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, when they came up with the price, it was like <clears throat> it's peanuts. And I mm-hmm. really hope they took some margin in for the team as well. You know, Not so much I, in Poland. It's it's all voluntary work. Like you know, people people do do tournaments here. Uh, like Joker, my co-host, mm-hmm. the usual co-host. Yeah. Uh, he organizes like the biggest tournament in the north of Poland. Mm-hmm. He does it completely for free. So the teams, like there is no benefit for our local club. There is no benefit for Joker. There is no yeah. no no profit from it. It's just for financing the 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 arena where where it's played. Uh, uh, yeah. A kettle with hot water, some cookies, <laughs> coffee, and that's essentially it, right? So yeah. maybe the approach needs to change a little bit. Yeah, but it, it depends. I mean, um, if you know that your your consumers or your players don't have the budget, don't take it from them, but take it from foreign teams. I mean, it sounds super dumb or maybe super rude, but, you know, I'm rude, so I don't care. But <laughs> the ETC, after um, uh, bargaining with the, the venue, etc., it gained the team 2,000 bucks. Literally, people go like, "Cool, this this is what it costs. This is what it gets me." Nobody cares that. I mean, the ticket is fifty bucks, you know, per player. So a team ticket is four hundred bucks. That's it's nothing silly. It's maybe a little bit low depending on where you live, whatever. But that event will get two thousand bucks for the Dutch team. So that will mean either hotel, t-shirts, dice, like I said. And then that's what I said to to Piotr and Patrick. Host the event, be smart, get us in. If we have to pay 50 bucks per person and then we have to book a hotel and whatever. And they were like, no, we do a we do an all-inclusive price. I said, I don't care. Just make sure you get profit so the team can go there. And if every country, hypothetically, that would be amazing. But if every country will have a spot for eight teams, in every European country, and you will host one every month. 
and everybody gets 2k out of it it's money for everybody and you don't have to invite all the countries all of the same so i don't expect to get invited by 12 countries because it costs us a shit ton of money to go there as well but if you be smart you're like cool portugal hosts an eight-man event let's invite spain the yeah. let's invite france let's invite uh everybody the around countries. the corner yeah <laughs> the rich countries whatever <laughs> invite the, the the money to come so that they can exactly. get extra like on top I think I mean, this finances stuff is like, like Tweak said earlier, is like something nobody talks about. Like the idea no. of how Team Australia or Team America or any of the European teams manages to find a way to get money together to do that. And it's yeah. really interesting to think about not only like negotiating your rates, right, but also like figuring out like you have to talk to a company to maybe get a sponsorship. Maybe yeah. you have to change how you approach your events to make sure that you are getting something for your teams to be able to do things, right? And I, I guess nobody else talks about that really, which I think is uh, kind of a shame, but that makes this like last 15 minutes like super useful. I think. Yeah, but, yeah, but oh, 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 sorry, just one, one, one sentence yeah. of comment. If, if uh, you want to find out how Team Australia does it, uh, Liam actually mentions it in our interview as well, somewhere closer to the end of the interview, if you want to check that out. But he said that there, it's pretty much the entire community that, that is involved. And yeah. it was also very eye-opening to see how a team can bring the, the entire community together and the entire entire community can chip in to actually allow the team to travel to the other end of the world. So that's yeah. that's something I to learn from. I haven't listened yet, but they do the, the big, we sell X army and we sell a mat and then people can do an auction. They do a raffle or something like that and i mean australia is big enough if they can get all the tos to just put one australian dollar per ticket on there saves them so much hassle Absolutely. and that's one of the simplest solutions on there and that's the fun fact because that's what i finally told my wife when we were driving to, to italy warhammer people are so nice and they're sometimes to giving and they don't have the entrepreneurship and they go like cool if we do this it's so much easier to get everybody in i mean how many times you read a story about oh i lost this army and then people started go fund me or mm -hmm. oh, I, i've been playing warhammer for so many times and i don't give a crap about army x here's my army <sighs> Yeah, same happened when uh, when you know there was this this the, the conflict in Ukraine started and like the, half of the Polish community started yeah. donating armies or minis to auctions to support the Red yeah, Cross to support or what have Ukraine you, so. or or yeah. people in the Polish community or whatever they go like cool if you need a place to stay just text me or Facebook me exactly. or Instagram me I got a bed I got a couch I can stay on the couch you and your wife can go me whatever. I mean, it's so good. It's so nice to see. Yeah, I, there's so, so many easy ways. I think it's the perfect moment to to cut it because we are at a, such a high point. Let's not ruin it. Although I, I think we might because Nathan <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. needs to shoot his most important oh, question of the episode. No, oh. something else. See, the, the problem was I couldn't figure out a unique bird to really use for this one. So we're going to go back because I know that every country in Europe has pigeons. So who wins in a fight? Uh oh, a pigeon from Holland or everybody a pigeon from the America from America, an oh, American no. pigeon versus a Dutch pigeons, and bro. Dutch pigeons. Easy. 
I mean, we have, we have so many pigeons in Amsterdam; they could kill people. <laughs> so we. I'm not even. I'm not even this kidding. First, this is the first win. So why? What? What is special about a Dutch pigeon that beats an American pigeon? They don't give a fuck about humans. And they listen to hard style, and they will stump all over you. <laughs> yeah, 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 they just go like, and they just exactly. scab everybody. Yeah. I love it. Hardcore pigeons. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to shout anything out then, as we trail towards the end of the episode, Groot? Um, well, obviously, shout out to Tabletop Kingdom, our proud sponsor, and shout out to all my boys because they've been busting their balls for the last one, two depending on who it is, three, four years. We did a really good result last year, and we're going to try to beat it this year. So uh, looking forward to it, looking forward to seeing everybody again. I'm really happy with all the, the, the special stuff that you guys are bringing up, and I still have to send all the info in, but I will do that next week when I'm back. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, you have uh, a good excuse. Yeah, but yeah, everybody from the WTC team, everybody that they're they're getting into as well. I mean, it's going bigger and bigger and it's getting better and better as well. So, uh, and a big thanks to you, obviously. And yeah, no problem, mate. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, this year, I mean, I will be very objective here and I need to say that after doing episode after episode with the captains of the teams, it really does feel like this year it's going to be a shark tank. It really feels like the teams are putting in more preparation than ever before. They are looking at stats more than ever before. They are, uh, you know, playing test games more than ever before. And I'm just thrilled to to go to that event and see how they do because it's, it's, it's like a, a What's the expression? A cat, no, a rabbit from a hat or something like that. It's completely yeah. unexpected. Or cat in the bag. That's what <laughs> we say in Poland. A cat in a bag. So it's like completely That's unexpected. Different, right? The, the outcome is completely unknown. Yeah. So is, uh, it, is, is it going to be your first time? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be one w big WTC sweaty bird. boy shit show. Yeah. So I've heard. So yeah, excited to experience <laughs> no, it firsthand. Sorry, my it's, wife it's, is quietly communicating with me in the background. Yeah, so we, we need to wrap up. So Yeah, I think um, mine as well. Yeah, so I'm returning you to your wives now. I need to go to mine, by the way. So yeah, it, it's, sure, sure. it's been a pleasure. Uh, enjoy your stay in Italy. Thank you, Nathan, for, for being with us as well and for your um, you know impeccable pigeon question. <laughs> and I guess I'll see you at the WTC. It's been it definitely an was pleasure. impeccable. <laughs> yeah thank you guys and to all our listeners follow us on youtube spotify check out stats check check out ines typhus anthony vanilla nathan obviously and uh yeah uh, i'll we'll see each other on Thursday, in a month probably. and in, in a, a month, month at the event yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right all good man thanks Un until next time thanks everyone bye-bye bye-bye